Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And of course, we are now officially in November. And November is actually Diabetes Awareness Month. But how much do you actually know about the condition? And would you actually know the difference or the symptoms that you need to look out for? And what's the difference between type 1 and type 2? Well, my next guest has first-hand knowledge to share with us. It's great to have with us Jacinta Kelly. Jacinta, a lot of people, of course, will have heard of diabetes, but give us an overview of what exactly it is and what causes it. Hi, Wendy. Yeah, I am indeed. Um, well, there are two different types of diabetes. People tend to just say diabetes when they're talking about it, but it's actually very important that you differentiate between the two because they're quite different. So type 1 is um, it's actually an autoimmune, it's caused by an autoimmune reaction. So um, type 1, you know, say for example if you had um, a flu or, you know, any type of virus, it can trigger an autoimmune reaction that will cause um, the body to uh, attack the pancreas, which is the insulin-producing cells. So instead of attacking the virus or the cold or whatever's going on, um, it'll attack the, the pancreas. And that's the autoimmune reaction that causes type 1, which then leaves the person eventually, it may take a few weeks or a few months, depending on how slow the insulin cells die out, to then become um, type 1 diabetic. And when that happens, it's very, very important that it's diagnosed you know, straight away because it can actually be quite serious if it's not. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. it has to be addressed, obviously, because it's treated with insulin. I know, yeah. though, that um, one of the things is that a lot more people now in Ireland certainly are getting type 2 diabetes. So what's the difference between type 1 and type 2? And yeah. what are the things we should be looking out for? Well, type 2 is, is more due to lifestyle. Um, the body makes less insulin than it's used to and it becomes insulin resistant. So... For example, um, somebody who you're more likely to develop type 2 if you're not physically active or if you're overweight or have obesity because extra weight changes the insulin um, resistance. So, for example, chronic high blood sugar in your blood from, say, eating certain foods can actually alter the body's ability to use the insulin properly. So that's the difference that um, type 2 diabetes caused by lifestyle. Yeah, which in in way is good news because I know that making lifestyle changes can have a big impact in terms of lessening the impacts of type 2 diabetes. But type 1 is very different. And I know that your son was only 13 when he is diagnosed. Tell us a little bit about what happened and how the diagnosis came about, Jacinta. Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, he was only 13 and that was the last thing on, on our radar was type 1 diabetes or anything like it. But he'd had a throat infection in um, the January of that year. And I remember it was kind of like a viral throat that didn't need an antibiotic. I'd brought him to the doctor a couple of times and he said he didn't need an antibiotic. But I had noticed that it was lingering and I thought that was odd. And it was a few months later, actually, then that he started to develop symptoms of type 1. Um, and when he did start to develop them initially, I didn't tweak because it was extreme fatigue. There was a lot of fatigue. There was headaches. Um, you know, a few things like that that you can write off at 13, you know. Yeah, you can kind of go, ah, oh, they're under the weather, they're not, yeah. you know, but you wouldn't, yeah. you're not, the alarm bells weren't going off. No, not really at that stage. Um, he did start to lose weight then and I did 
that did ring an alarm bell. But then again, he had kind of shot up on heights, so that could have, you know, explained that. But anyway, by the time he started um, the extreme thirst, these are the two symptoms a lot of people seem to be aware of, but the extreme thirst and frequent urination, like going to the bathroom a lot because they're drinking so much as well, that rang big alarm bells with me because I knew they were two symptoms of type 1 diabetes. But at this stage, I didn't know too much about what type 1 was, so brought him to the doctor and... You know, she instantly checked his blood sugar. She had the meter there. And at this stage, he was quite sick. He had a lot of ketones in his blood, which are um, a byproduct of what happens when your body's trying to get rid of the sugar in your blood without insulin, when you don't have the insulin to do it. So he was very sick. We had to go straight into hospital. And luckily, just in the nick of time, you know, they got him on insulin immediately. It was a week in hospital to for us to learn, you know, all about administering insulin and the highs and the lows and the hypers and the hypos um, so yeah it was a lot but I've since heard of a lot of kids around my area um, you know I have sisters who have friends whose kids have been diagnosed some of my kids have friends that have their friends have been diagnosed so it's a lot more common than you think but people are not necessarily aware of the symptoms and not being aware of the symptoms I've heard some horror stories because I'm involved in some groups you know, I've heard some stories where it's written off at the flu and, and it actually becomes very serious or worse. Is there a lot to be said for just kind of trusting your mother's instinct to send the gun? Oh, there's a part of me that knows something isn't right here, you know, when you take yeah. into account all the symptoms your son had. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And since then, I've actually spoken to a few people where they're talking to me about their kids having certain things. I'm going, oh, there was one friend in particular and uh, she rang me and she just named off one or two things and we kind of reckoned, yeah, you better get to the doctor. And it was, it was type 1. So it, if caught, you know, soon, when as soon as you start to see the symptoms, it's treatable. It's a huge thing. It's, it's a chronic illness. They're dealing with it every day. There's the ups and the downs and there's, you know, blood sugars dropping and all that kind of thing. It's a huge amount of management. But just being educated of what to look out for is huge. You know, it's, I can never stress how important that is because I hear I hear of it so much, you know. Yeah, well, it's been just uh, great to just hear your story, Jacinda. Thanks so much for just sharing it with us. And also, as you say, just raising awareness for other, pa- other parents, especially pertinent as November is Diabetes Awareness Month. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. And there's lots of great resources and information on the website, diabetes.ie. And my thanks to Jacinda Kelly just for sharing with us her story and her insight there.